Trucking isn't a job, it's a lifestyle, and it takes determination and grit to make it out here. The road is long and the stories are crazy. Take a look inside the world of trucking with real stories from real people. This is Trucking Tales. Buckle in and listen up. It's a wild ride. Imagine it, I-70 East in Pennsylvania. Right before I reached the Flying J off exit 49, I was dropping off a friend that had been riding with me for a few weeks, and honestly, I was ready to get him out. That truck is way too small for two people, and I don't know how you team drivers do it. But anyway, I'm cruising down I-70, you know, as much as I can with all the construction that goes on. And it's late at night, and it's dark, and the visibility was compromised. When all of a sudden, the four-wheeler that was in front of me broke hard, and I saw there was nothing to the left side of me, so I hurried up and got into the left lane. In the illumination of the headlight, I saw the cause of the sudden halt. There was a baby deer in the middle of the road, and we just sat there for a minute, watching the poor, terrified fawn try to escape the barriers of the construction site. After a moment or so, a man in a safety vest appeared and chased it down the road past the view of my headlights. He emerged without the deer a few minutes later and jumped back over the barrier, and I had assumed that he had gotten the deer out safe. Traffic started back again, and my truck was the first one in the left lane. I was loaded, and it took me a minute to build up my speed, but as soon as my truck reached 40 miles an hour, I saw the fawn running straight towards me. It was terrified, filling its head back and forth with its mouth wide open and its tongue sticking out. I saw and felt the terror that was in its eyes, but there was nothing I could do. I hit the brakes, but it was too late. I felt and heard the thud and froze up. I was in the left lane going about 25 miles an hour for several minutes before my friend broke the silence. He said, Bonnie, I know you feel bad, but that was not your fault. And I instantly started crying. But I was finally able to get back into the right lane. Finally, exit 49. I pulled in and popped my brakes. I had nightmares about this for weeks and the whole ordeal was really traumatizing. I won't lie and say trucking is easy. Matter of fact, I have multiple mental breakdowns a week. It's lonely and confusing, and it can be insufferable at times. But luckily, trucking is like a brotherhood with mutual respect, for the most part. I'm so grateful for all the love I've been shown over the road, and I'm especially grateful to the man that got me into trucking. He helped me to not give up no matter how hard it got because he knew it would get easier, and it has. Here's my friend Rex telling a chilling tale about a load he took to Gettysburg. Hey, Rex, how's it going? Hey, what up, what up, what's going on? Waiting to get loaded, waiting on a pickup number. How are you today? I'm good. Ready to tell you this story real quick. All right, what you got? I got a break. I got a story. I was I had a load in um, going to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania one time. And uh, the facility that I was delivering to about the last five miles of the facility was all residential neighborhood, a bunch of hills and stuff. And it was nighttime. And to add to that, it was real foggy. Like I could barely see, I'd say at least maybe four or five car lengths in front of me. So I had to drive real slow the entire time for about four or five miles until I got to the facility. But anyway, the instructions were the facility was a drop yard and the instructions were to get out, um, well, first find you find somewhere to drop your trailer, then go up to the to the building and put your paperwork in um in the mailbox. 
So as I came in, I seen a few trucks parked, but I seen one truck with his lights on. And I seen a few trailers. I seen where to drop my trailer at. So I get over there, I drop my trailer. And instead of dry, instead of Bob tailing up to the to the uh to the building, I decided to walk to the building with my paperwork. <laughs> so I got to the building, I dropped my paperwork in, and I got on my phone as I was walking back to my truck. So as I was walking back to my truck, I heard some dogs barking, but I couldn't see the dogs. I'm looking around, I'm trying to make sure, you know, I don't see any dogs coming toward me or not. I don't see them. So I just casually keep walking to the truck, fumbling around with my phone. And all of a sudden, I started hearing the barking getting louder and louder. And then after hearing it getting louder and louder, I start hearing footsteps. Like, literally, it sounds <laughs> like the dogs are running. I still don't see the dogs. Now the barking is louder and the footsteps are louder. So no lie, I just started running. <laughs> I mean, a beeline to my truck, even though I don't see these dogs. And I don't, I, I can't spot them, but I just feel like they're behind me. So I'm running oh my to gosh. my truck, running to my truck. I finally get to the truck. I jump in and I close the door. I'm looking around. I don't hear the dogs anymore. I don't see, I, I mean, the footsteps stopped, of course. I don't hear the dogs barking anymore. So I'm just sitting down catching my breath, trying to figure out what's going on. Anyway, I did not want to stay there that night. So um, I Googled. The truck stopped like 20 or 30 miles or something. So I was leaving. As I was leaving, I stopped by this other truck that I seen that the headlights were on, and the guy, he was sitting in his driver's seat, and this guy was just sweating, and his eyes were big as golf balls, right? Yeah. So I wrote my window down to ask him. I'm like, hey, man, you seen some dogs around here? And he said the same thing. He said, no, he said he'd been there like 30 minutes. He said every time he got out of his truck, he heard some dogs, but he never seen them, so he got back in his truck. So... Literally, he just did not get out. He 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 just sat there. So I told him, be safe. He told me, be safe. And I left. I went to this truck stop. When I got to the truck stop, uh, I think it was a flying J because I remember it was a lobby. I'm just not sure if it was a flying J or not. But anyway, I was telling some more truckers about what had just happened. And one of the guys who overheard me talking, he named the facility that I went to. He was a local driver. Apparently, he frequents that facility a lot or whatnot, but he named it, and he told me, he said, yeah, that's why we don't go there at night. He said, what I heard was war dogs. They say it's ghosts of war dogs at that facility. Oh, my God. That none of the drivers go there at night. They all go there in, day, in the daytime because everybody has stories about hearing dogs barking and hearing dogs running, but nobody ever sees the dog. You know oh, my I mean? God. That had to be fun. I don't think I've ever seen you run. <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, I was beelining then. I ain't going to lie. If I would have dropped my phone, my phone just would have been lost. Because <laughs> you know I mean? it, it, was, it was too terrifying, man. It was crazy. I mean, just imagine you hear multiple footsteps of dogs and the barking, but you don't see them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're thinking there's crazy, like wolves man. around you or something about yeah. to attack you? Seriously. Oh, that would have been traumatic. Uh, it was very traumatic until I got out of there. I really just feel sorry for the guy who was sitting in that truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> because when I say this guy was sweating, his eyes were wide open, and, you know, he never even got out of the truck. Oh, my God. I had to just stay to the next morning, but I got up out of there, man. You know. I thought he had an easy drop and hook, and he's getting haunted by Gettysburg war dogs. <laughs> Seriously, man. And I haven't been back to Gettysburg since, not just because I didn't go, but I've never had a load to go back there since. So, you know, right. I, 
I'm 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 not mad about it. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. Yeah. And then what about um that time you took down the sign? Didn't you want to tell me about that? Oh yeah, the sign. Everybody loves the sign story. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody can relate. All right, uh. It was when I first started trucking. I had just actually upgraded to my own truck from with my trainer after about a month and a half. So it was my very first load. I can't remember where I was going, but I do remember I had already driven about 250, 300 miles. Uh, it was about 3 in the morning. Uh, my delivery was around about 6 a.m. But anyway, um, I stopped. I seen, a, I seen a plaza. I was in some town, and I seen a plaza, empty plaza. And I wanted to stop for a minute. I can't remember what I was stopping for. Maybe I was going to make me something to eat or something. But anyway, as I pulled up in the plaza, you know how you, like, try to gauge the parking lot, trying to see if you got enough room for the truck, yeah. and truck you got enough room to get out? So I did that. And I'm thinking that, you know, I've been with my trainer a month and a half. I done upgraded. You know it all. You know, I got this. I, you know, I'm figuring this out. So I gauged it. It looks like my truck can fit. So I decided to back in, you know what I mean? As I'm backing in, all of a sudden my truck just jerk a little bit. And, then, you know, it stops. So I'm like, oh, man, you know, someone be up under the tire or something. You know, I don't know. So I hit the accelerator a little bit harder, and it, it, it broke loose. Then all of a sudden all I heard was, ooh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So in my mind, I'm worried because I'm thinking like, damn, I know I didn't see no car. I'm thinking I didn't hit a car. So man, I get out the truck, go back there and look. I've knocked the entire, I have knocked the whole SunTrust bank oh sign down to the ground. And I'm not talking about the little small sign. I'm talking about the sign that you can see as you're driving from up the interstate, about, like... about half a mile out. That sign, the big sign. Oh my God! You know what I mean? There's so, nothing uh, more I'm, terrifying I'm, than I'm hearing a boom. I'm, I'm panicking. I'm like, man, I'd knock this sign down. Then all of a sudden, it dawned on me. Nobody's out here. <laughs> it don't matter. I don't see any cars. I don't see nothing. So I ain't got to lie. I got back in my truck, and I pulled off. I got about there, man. You know what I mean? And like I said, that been some years ago, so, you know, statute of limitations, uh, they kick in. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> in case anybody hears this, first company I ever drove for or whatever. Well, I won't say your last name. <laughs> but, yeah, but just imagine that, though. Your very first load by yourself. And you knocked down the SunTrust Bank sign. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. It was crazy, man. So you remember my first load by myself. I took off both of my fairings, ripped out my pigtails, and got stuck in a church parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> After I had bobtailed 350 miles <laughs> to pick up my trailer. And they're like, what trailer are you dropping off? I'm like, I don't have a trailer. They're like, you bobtailed 350 miles? We don't do that. I'm like, well, I did. <laughs> I remember that. But in fairness to you, nobody gave you complete instructions. They didn't say that. Nope, my trainer sucked. I didn't even know what a pre-plan was when I got in the truck. Wow. That's crazy, man. How far we've come three years later. You've been there since the beginning. I appreciate you, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. I got more stories, man. I'll be giving you more later on as your All right. as your, as your episodes keep coming because I know you're going to do good with it. So. Oh, I appreciate it. Got to save some more some more content for later. But yeah. I <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to go in and go check in and get loaded. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. No problem. No problem. You be safe. You I'll too. To you All right. Later. Bye.
Here's one I got off Reddit, told by you, Clans Banker. As a man that has recently reached the ripe age of 48, I can promise you I've seen some shit go down. This one totally takes the cake for me, though. I was waiting out front of a truck stop back in the mid-80s, sitting on a park bench with a guy that had a big Rottweiler kind of dog on a leash with him. I tried to make small talk, but he was quite a sourpuss. So we sat there in silence for a few minutes until the most unexpected thing I have ever seen happened right before my eyes. While we were sitting there, a big 18-wheeler pulls in without a trailer, you know, a bobtail. So he parks right up in front like a normal car would. Inside the cab of the truck with the driver is a little monkey, the little dance for the organ grinder kind. Well, the dog spots this little monkey and proceeds to go apeshit over it, lunging at the end of his leech and barking at the top of his lungs, generally making a real spectacle of himself to say the very least. The driver is obviously upset, but not nearly as upset as the monkey is. Actually, upset might be the wrong adjective to use for the monkey, though. In retrospect, I think eagerly aggressive may be a more appropriate description for this disposition. He was pacing it, he was pacing the dashboard back and forth, never taking his eyes off the aggravated dog. The driver opens his little triangle window that they don't have on cars anymore, the ones made for smokers back in the day. He yells out to the douchebag to call his dog off because it's upsetting his monkey. The guy laughs and says, no way. I told you he was a jerk, didn't I? And he says that his dog isn't bothering anybody. The dog hasn't shut up since he laid eyes on the monkey. And I promise you, he's bothering everybody for several blocks. Now here's where things start to get interesting. The driver says that if he doesn't call his dog off, he's going to let the monkey loose on the dog. And the douchebag laughs and says that his dog would eat that monkey alive. Upon hearing this, the driver leans over and reaches into his glove box, I guess. He pulls out one of those tiny baseball bats like you used on Astro World carnivals and places it in the monkey's hand. The monkey obviously knows what's about to go down because he's now trying to squeeze out that little triangular window I mentioned earlier. This monkey has murder in his eyes if I've ever seen it. The driver hollers, last chance to save your dog's ass, man. In response, douchebag lets his dog off the leash. Now we have a situation that's escalated to the point where we have a jog jumping up at the window and a monkey screaming profanities right back at him. Well, the driver finally rolls down the regular window and out leaps all kinds of miniature primate hell. The dog never knew what hit him. Quick as a flash, the monkey is riding on the back of the dog's neck, his two back feet all wrapped up in the neck fur with one hand hanging onto an ear. The other hand, as you may have guessed by now, is steadily and mercilessly raining down blows upon the dog's head and face. I mean hard blows. You can hear them. Whap, whap, whap. Well, it only took a minute for the dog to realize he was in over his head, and he bolts yelping bloody murder as he runs away at full speed. I mean, this dog is running so freaking hard, he's throwing up tufts of grass and dirt as soon as he leaves the pavement. The monkey's still riding him and beating him the whole time. Douchebag acts like he wants to fight now, but several people, including myself, stepped in to stop that nonsense. In a couple of minutes or so, the little monkey comes lopping back with his little bat still in hand and leaps into the still open window of the truck to await his master who has gone into the store. That wanker ran off to try to find his dog, and I don't know if he ever did. My ride showed up and I had to go. Never again in this lifetime will I see something so totally crazy and unexpected like that. I am both fortunate and humble to have been so privileged to be present for such an event. One of my favorite parts of trucking is taking my nieces and nephews with me and showing them good work ethic. I love making memories with them all over the country. 
and we have all kinds to remember. Next is my niece Anna telling just a few from our time on the road. In the truck with my aunt Bonnie was it was six o'clock in the morning, and she told me to get out to put the gas pump back in, and I went over on her side and I put the gas line back in, and I went back in the truck and then some guy was yelling stop and um she's like wait Anna did you forget to put the other one back in I'm like there's another one I didn't know there was two gas lines and you rode with me for six weeks before that you forgot yes I did forget and then um our song outlaws came on by Alyssa O'Cara (laughs) we'll be outlaw (laughs) I'm Bonnie you can be Clyde (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was funny yeah that was a good time another good another it was actually a funny time where you and I got mistaking mistaken of prostitutes (laughs) oh my god yes Uh, when my AC went out and we were yeah. asking that trucker for help and the little glitter getter guys came up like, what are you doing? I'm like, trying to get help with my AC. <laughs> what are you doing? They thought we were prostitutes because like, we were talking oh, to that your... guy. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, that's your truck? <laughs> and then you're yes. like, yeah, it's my truck. I'm not a lot lizard. I'm a truck driver. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. And when they thought you were a prostitute down in Atlanta when you went to go get my cards out of the truck. Yeah, cops surrounded me, and (laughs) they said, I was on the phone with my Aunt Bonnie, and she gave me um, $5, and they were all $1 bills, and um, to go get cards, and um, I put it in my pot, the money in my pocket, and so, and I had booty shorts on and a crop top, and um, my we were in cowgirl boots on, and we were in Atlanta, and uh, the cops surrounded me, and they said, you're the girl we're looking for. I said, who are you looking for? I'm not from here. You got me mistaken for someone else. And um, the cop got out, and he said, who are you talking to, miss? I'm like, my Aunt Bonnie. And he said, is Aunt Bonnie real? Is she a poop? And I came around the corner. I hopped out the window when I was on the phone with you. Thank God I didn't let you walk anywhere without being on the phone with me. And he's like, you need to hang up with your aunt. I said, hang up? Why hang up? (laughs) And he was like, because Aunt Bonnie's not real. Okay. So he looked up my name in a system. He said, and then he was like, you're not coming up. And he's like, I'm like, did you spell my name wrong? And he said, yeah. So he spelled my name wrong. And um, my Aunt Bonnie came outside and was like, I'm real. Yes, I'm real. I'm real. <laughs> That's my niece. Give her back. Yeah. And we had to show more truck. Yeah, that was crazy. Did you enjoy being on the road with me? Yeah, I did. I was on there for six weeks, and I 
and I for, forgot about um being two gas lines. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. I'm going to call you back on the regular phone, okay? Okay. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. This story comes from Calvin D. Hayes, and I found this on ThoughtCatalog.com. He writes, My mom is a trucker, and this is her story. She was driving through Arizona when she saw what she thought was a pile of leaves blowing across the road in the distance. This puzzled her, since there's mostly pine trees in northern Arizona. When she finally got to the leaves, she realized that they were migrating tarantulas, thousands of them. There were so many that her truck was sliding on their guts and she had to slow down. She stopped at the first truck stop and told her co-driver to fuel up. He was sleeping at the time, because she wasn't going to step foot outside after what she had just saw. Her co-driver was pissed since it was technically his time off, and he thought she was crazy, until he saw the tarantula guts and legs caked in the inside of the wheel of the truck. She also outran a tornado in the Midwest. She was about to pull over and take cover until she saw another big rig that was parked on the side of the road get tossed a couple hundred yards like a toy. She called me and told me she, wa- she thought she was going to die and wanted her last words to be, I love you. She pulled off the freeway and got to a Walmart where she ran into the basement where all the staff and customers were taking shelter. After the tornado passed, they stepped out of the basement and into the daylight since the entire Walmart was destroyed. That's it for now, guys and gals. Check me out at facebook.com slash truckertalespodcast or email me at truckertalespodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear your crazy adventures. Until next time, stay safe out there, drivers. Keep it in the paint and keep it shiny side up. Mm-hmm.